0: My name's Tom o and welcome to my race, chimwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube, but this is the audio only version just for your nice cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, and let's crack on. And we are live. Welcome, everyone, to my 2023 Sao Paulo Grand Prix Post race chin wag. Let's get into it. And you know what, Valkenberg, I see you. I see your. I see your messages in the live chat. We're gonna start with some minton. We're gonna actually start with some thumbnail because I forgot to close it. We're gonna start with some minton. Look at him. Here he is. Here he is. The sausage dog on my shoulder. As per, he's been a kip, obviously, and he will return to sleep fairly shortly. But this is my sausage dog, Minton. He likes to. Uh, to balance on my shoulder although when he's tired he kind of just doesn't really Do you gonna balance yeah kind of no hands um usually he's a bit more composed than this but i think you're a bit sleepy ain't you fella but yeah we're gonna start with some minton Right. sometimes i like to get minton out and play an ad um to monetize this sausage dog but not today um maybe later or maybe i'll put him down maybe i'll go get him again um but thank you for joining Um, me today, everybody. Um, I'm going to put this one back to his little bed, so say goodbye to your adoring fans. Apologies to any audio-only listeners. You can't see my glorious sausage dog. Um, That sounds like a you problem. (laughs) I'm joking, of course. Well, I mean, look, you can't see him if you're going to listen audio-only, but that's just, you know, sometimes sometimes that's the way it's got to go. Hello, David, Halita, Dan, Charmander... Paul, username Poppy, Sophia, Patrick, Kleiner, Joseph, Seamus, Ro- Rosalie, Marius, Minifos, Zenith, Christopher, Sem, Egon, Ruben, Ray, Peter, Nielsen, Bailey, Carlos, Vulcan, Danny, Pablo, Max, Olivia, Lolly, Priest, Music, Desktop, Pogon, Frederick, Drew, and Matt and Matthew. Matt and Matthew, welcome to both of you. Right. 2023, Sao Paulo Grand Prix, not the Brazilian Grand Prix, as we kept getting reminded by um, Ted this weekend. Let's start straight into it. Race rating out of 10. Give me some numbers, live chat. I've got my own race rating. I'll show you mine shortly. I want to get an idea of yours first. And foremost, David's gone straight with a nine. A nine. Oh my God. What the? No. No. No, these numbers, these numbers I'm seeing right now, really, 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 chat, really, okay, okay, um, wow, I'm, I'm surprised, I'm very surprised, right, I'm gonna do a poll to get an idea, but I'm seeing a lot of sixes and sevens and eights, um, Five, so I'm going five, I guess on the lower end, five or lower, Uh, six, seven, or eight or higher. Look, I'm just going with you chat, right? You're here live, if you're here on YouTube, welcome, thank you for coming. Um, Race rating out of 10, I've gone five or lower, six, seven, or eight or higher. Um, Okay, so wow. These numbers are jumping around quite a bit. So Saturday, sprint, you know what, as sprints go, it was very good, I thought, very good. Um, But specifically right now, I'm talking about the actual Grand Prix on Sunday. And uh, we've got 14% five or lower, 28% six, 33% seven, 25% eight or higher. This is like the biggest spread I think we've had this is the biggest spread we have. I'm not, I'm not sick, Aleph, I'm good. I'm just, don't know. Just sometimes I sound a bit different, I guess. Um, I mean, I- I'm specifically talking about the race here. Bear in mind, right? Um, <laughs> five or low is at about 13, 14%. Six is about 27%. Seven is at 35%. Eight or higher is 24%. Um, look. I mean I, I, I I'm I'm somewhat shocked. Um again, audio only. Don't forget to check it out, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. <laughs> I mean you're averaging out about a six and a half, I'd say. Um live chat. It's a four. I was half tempted to give this a three. I've given it a four out of ten this race. That race, apart from the end, was a stinker. Are you crazy? Chat, are you mad? Are you mad? I'm sorry, please justify, outside of the Checo-Alonso battle, how that is anything more than a 5 out of 10 absolute maximum. C- come on, chat, g- give me some reasoning. We had a real battle for the lead. Okay, a little scrap for Lando and, and, and Max for like like once. The formulation lap was great. Gasly, for, Gasly was passing the Mercedes in the straights. So he wasn't even doing it in the braking zone because the Mercedes were nowhere. Nah, come on. You lot are too generous, man. You lot are far too generous. I'm sorry. This ain't a charity, right? This sport ain't a charity. I love Interlagos, but that race was a howler. Up until those penultimate laps, this man right here, Fernando Alonso, saved that race from an easy three out of 10 for me. Shocker absolute stinker stinky race that was stinky race um nothing exciting except the end in i mean wasn't really again lando and max had their little scrap but that lasted like once and then max just kind of gapped him um i don't know i don't know I mean again Ricardo and Ricardo had pace if he'd have been up there it could have been a bit more interesting Leclerc if he hadn't have had his car break at the start that could have been a bit more interesting um yeah man Fernando saved that race <laughs> no, t- no help on it stinker to be fair and also actually on the last lap my live reaction to Alex crashing out was like eh, he's not going to get points anyway so <laughs> The start was the start was chaotic. The start was chaotic. There was just a big crash at the start. And we basically lost we lost Magnussen, Albon, Leclerc, Riccardo Piastri. We basically lost all of them like within, you know, one corner. So you know, TV direction once again was a bit awful. Yeah. Ah, look, for me, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not I'm not being conv- I'm not seeing a compelling argument otherwise in the chat. Why this is anything more than a four out of ten for me. Sorry. Call it a bias all you like. I was bored for most of it. I was bored for most of it. What can I say? Um anyway. <laughs> that is my rating for the 2023 Sao Paulo Grand Prix. The sprint was way better than the race. The sprint was way better than the race. Okay, the end the end was great. The end was great. That's why I got a four, not a three. The end was great. But again, thanks to that man. Thanks to that man. Um, the sprint was definitely better. Definitely. Definitely. They've overtaken, re overtaking all that quality. Loved it. Some half album scored a point, it would have been an 8 out of 10. Well, obviously, David, of course it would have been an 8 out of 10, because Alex would have made it the most entertaining race. Okay, I'm purely objective always. <laughs> Thank you, Pitlane Pulse, for the 200k ES. Far. Below average for Brazil. Brazil, saved by Sigma Alonso. Spot on, spot on. Anyway, this is how the 2023 Sao Paulo Grand Prix finished. Max Verstappen won ahead of Lando Norris with fastest lap. 19 points for Lando. And Fernando Alonso, by 53 thousandths of a second, pipped Sergio Perez at the line. Fernando, man. This guy, honestly. This guy. This guy. What a what a performance from Fernando, uh, Checo P4, not quite on the day. Lance Stroll P5, Lance Stroll P5 in the end it was about ten seconds off Fernando by the end, but um, a decent shift in Lance, decent shift, good points for both Aston Martins as well. So that car, look, we I'm as shocked as you are, right? I'm wearing green for a reason today. <laughs> I'm as shocked as you lot are. I remember pre-race you put. Aston Martin as clang a team. What can I say? Came out of nowhere. No one saw that one coming. Science P6, Gasly P7. Great drive from Pierre. Really good drive from Pierre. Lewis P8, Yuki P9. Ocon just holds on for another one point. Two races, two main races in a row now. Um, give him the Red Bull. Seat. Yeah, give Gasly the Red Bull seat. Give Gasly the Red Bull. Seat. <laughs> Sergeant just outside the points. Um, we had six non-finishers, Russell Bottas, Joe Magnus, and Albon Leclerc. Um, Ricardo, and Piastri were pretty much a lap down because they kind of got stiff, didn't they? Felt felt for Ricardo and Piastri, um, particularly Ricciardo, um, because he had a lot of pace. He had a lot of pace in clean air. Piastri, there was a bit of damage McLaren couldn't fix, so it would have been hard for him to make real win roads in the race, especially compared to Lando, but Yeah. And all, all those DNFs and still no has points and still no sergeant points. Bits of an L. I'll put Hamilton for the win. You know what, Edwards? That is that is correct. I did put I did put um Hamilton for the win. Um we, we look, we both took the L, okay? I was hoping you'd forget that, but but thank you for calling me out, Edward. That that's what sometimes I just need humbling, all right? It's this is important, okay? This is important sometimes. I'm not always right. That, that many lomo moments occur okay it's <laughs> i don't know about rare david i don't know about rare um but there you go there you go there you go that's how things finished so this is how the driver standings look now in terms of movement alonso moves ahead of science they were level on points fernando is now ahead science had the better sprint Alonso had the better race. So Alonso, 198. Science 195. Norris, 192. He's only six points behind P4, is Lando. It's looking good. It's looking good. That momentum from Lando Norris is looking good. Since Austria, he's scored 183 of his 195 points. Since Austria. Seven P2s, when you include sprints. Two P3s, when you include sprints. Matt science and Norris is it? science and is swapped. what? wait no no really? oh my god Lando is fifth <gasps> okay there's another uh, look 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 okay listen 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 right what you guys don't know is that I have no excuse. And so I'm just gonna quickly change that. <laughs> so Lando is actually three points behind um Carlos Sainz. <sighs> Don't mind me, I'm just uh just gonna No, he's three points ahead of Carlos Sainz. One it... <sighs> sometimes I'm just like what, what 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 why why do I have an audience? so Lando is just three points behind Fernando Alonso and three points ahead of Carlos Sainz I can't believe it it's so crazy how that happened I can't it's I'm shook I'm shook I can't tell you how shook I am see look the graphic's correct it's always been correct it's never been incorrect because of Minton that's you know McFillan that's a very fair point that's a very, very fair point. Um, Lewis is catchable, do you reckon? Uh, look, it's, Lewis was a pretty solid P2, wasn't he? Last race in, in Mexico. So, I don't know. I think that's a bit of a stretch given. Yeah, it was a bad performance by Mercedes and, and both Lewis and George ultimately. But yeah, one DNF can do it. I mean, there's two to go. There's two to go. No commotion, Laureness. No commotion, mate. It's all good. Uh, but yeah, I think I think P2's done now. Um, even if Lewis has two strong last races, Checo just has to pick up a few points here and there uh, to get that done. So I think Checo's just about hung on to P2. Um, and yeah, that's how things are looking. Otherwise, in terms of movement, Sonoda's jumped up a bunch of places, 13 points on the board for Yuki now. And uh, thank you, Row for the twenty rupees. I definitely don't deserve them. And <laughs> Gasly, um, big jump as well points-wise. Although Stroll moves ahead of him, he's only one point behind Stroll. So surely Norris for third. Now I don't, I don't think Norris will get third. I think he, I'm pretty certain he'll get fourth. Even, even if this pace is legit from Aston Martin, that they've some, somewhat unlocked something in this car. I don't know. Vegas is a very different beast. And again, McLaren have been consistently fast everywhere since the upgrade came. Particularly, obviously, on to Lando's car, never finished less, lower than eighth. Um, again, nine times on the podium when you include sprints as well. That's a lot of damage. That is a lot of damage. Constructors wise, the gap, AlphaTauri to Williams, closes now to seven to seven. I know when I suggested AlphaTauri, you know, most likely to catch Williams in my video a couple of weeks back, some of you called me crazy. They can never possibly catch it. It's only seven points. And look at the pace Ricardo had, the pace Sonoda had, and Yuki made a couple of mistakes in the race. That Williams, they need to clean up in in, uh, Vegas, otherwise they're in big trouble for P7. They are in big trouble. Um, that's a very good point about Mercedes David they don't understand why they were so quick in Brazil last year and why they were so slow in Brazil this year that does not bode well Um, my video this week will be about Mercedes downfall because yeah this is not an isolated incident as much as you know Lewis being P3 and the drivers looks good for a team like Mercedes this is not the one this is not the one. But yes, in terms of constructors, 20 points between Ferrari and Mercedes. That is surmountable, for sure. Even though Ferrari, you know. If, if McLaren were in Ferrari's place, yeah, for sure McLaren are getting second. Um, but, you know, they've got a, what, 80-point deficit to Ferrari. You know, 100-point deficit to Mercedes, man. That's like, come on. That's a bit much for two races. That is a bit much. Um, but yeah, otherwise not too much movement. Look, maybe Aston Martin catch McLaren. Maybe they've turned it around, right? Maybe they've turned it around. Um, this is the first race I can recall Mercedes was so slow. Um, I'm not sure about that. I, I think there's, you know what? I think it's been set up on a knife edge stuff. Mercedes in sprints have stunk. They're uh, George and Lewis, are sixth and seventh in the drivers' championship, respectively, when it comes to sprints. Versus, well, they're third and eighth. So and Russell's just, you know, equally poor. If anything, Russell's yeah, Russell's done better in the sprints than he has. in the race is relative anyway. Um, but there you go. There you go. So. <sighs> 400 points. 400 points, Red Bull are clear. 400 points. 400 points. Crazy. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, Genuine question, why is goodness still at Haas? Otmar to Haas would be a vibe. I'm not going to lie. Otmar to Haas would actually be a vibe. Anyway, right, cool, 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 cool. Bangers and clangers. Bangingest weekend, clangingest weekend. Again, I think sometimes I forget to, to mention this. I'm trying to consider the full weekend. In the poll, it does stipulate weekend bangers and clangers. So obviously with a sprint, you've got a lot more to look at. Starting with banging drive. Who had the bangingest drive from the 2023 Sao Paulo Grand Prix? Obviously Alonso's is going to be up there. Gasly, Norris, um, another great race from him. Only eight seconds or so behind Max in the end. With no you know safety cars to slow him down. Obviously, yes, they lost a few laps to red flag at the start, whatever. <coughs> you know, Max Pole to, uh, to win in the end. Obviously, somewhat maybe helped by Leclerc not starting because he would have been P2. Um, but Max couldn't have really done much more. Stroll as well, followed followed Alonso round in the sprint and followed Alonso round mostly in the race. It was a 10-second gap in the end, but he did well. There's a few names, but it's got to be Fernando Alonso for me. I mean, I remember in the sprint, the sprint was great, right? And I remember like in the sprint, I was just like, yeah, Fernando had a really good race. He had a really good sprint, qualifying, Aston Martin You know, played a bit of a blinder, putting the cars out when they did to get him P3, P4. Bad starts for both Aston Martins. Bad start from both Aston Martins. That's the only downgrade you can give to Fernando but would it have? Would he have finished high, ahead of Loris anyway? No. With a better start, could he have been a bit more comfortable to Perez? Sure. But then also, Fernando having the bad start, the butterfly effect of that gave us one of the most entertaining finishes to a race for a very long time in terms of the fight for the fight for the podium. So actually, Fernando having a bit of a mid start was actually he actually played a blinder. So. For me, Fernando Alonso, like that, that, he just he he did kind of like he did kind of school Perez, didn't he? Because like Perez was trying to make that move for ages, then he eventually got it done. But you always felt because Fernando had a lot of battery and capacity, you know. I know on the on the rate on the radio, his his race engineer was telling him like you've got plenty of plenty of battery to get the move redone. So it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if Fernando was at least prepared for, for Checo to, to pass him. You know, doing what he can to to conserve as much ERS as he can to then get the move done back and then on the line. Obviously, that red ball with the DRS as well is an absolute weapon. The difference in speed was crazy. 53 thousandths of a second. Giving Max Banger drive is like giving a millionaire a 10. Max has to win by like 40 seconds to get a banger drive. I'm sorry, Max. You've set the standards far too high. Far too high. Um for stepping winning 17 or 20 races, he's only received three driver of the days. Yeah, well, look. He's suffering from success. This this happens. Whenever anyone dominates, the focus moves away from them. That's just the reality of any sport, you know? And and people pray for the downfall. The general fan base will pray for the downfall. Be that. Lewis, be that Max, be that Vettel, be that Schumacher, whoever. It's just the way. This is the way sport is. Be that the Chicago Bulls, be that Manchester United, be that you know the Patriots, whatever. It don't matter. It's just the way it is. Just the way it is. No, I don't really care. I think he cares about the driver day, either. Um, so that's my banger drive of the weekend. Fernando Alonso. As for you, one thousand seven hundred sixty-two of you voted. For your bangers and clangers for the 2023 Sao Paulo Grand Prix. And your banger drive. Shock. It was Fernando Alonso. 65% of the vote. 13% Lando. 10% Yuki. 3% Gasly. Sonoda had a very good sprint. Sure. In the race he made a couple of little errors. I think Gasly 3% is harsh. If I hadn't have given it to Fernando I probably would have given it to Pierre. To be honest. Um... Yeah, Stroll didn't make the top four. Stroll didn't make the top four. Um, look, I respect the Yuki prop. I wouldn't have put him in my top four, but he did have a very good race. But also clearly that Alfa is now a different beast of what it once was, considering the laps Daniel was putting in. He was lapping kind of top five pace in clean air, of course. But um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, no acknowledgement for Stroll. I mean, he's still 10 seconds behind his teammate, but then his teammate's Fernando Alonso. So then it's like, but then Sroll didn't make any errors. Yuki did make, or at least one error that I saw. I think maybe he, he made another as well. But yeah, you've got to give credit where credit's due. You've got to give credit where credit is due. Well, yeah, not Man United anymore, obviously, El But But um, <laughs> it was 6-6, was it? Oh, to be fair, yeah, it was 10. But then I think obviously where Fernando and, and Checo were were having their little scrap, I think Lance did close it down a bit, didn't he? Um but yeah, maybe it was six seconds. but So yeah, you've given it to Fernando. No surprise there. But then Clangard drive. clangor drive for me, it's difficult, right? Again, I'm looking at the full weekend. I'm looking at your gap relative to your teammate as well. And I'm looking for mistakes. And there's one driver to me who kind of stood out more than the rest. And it's not actually the same as, as what you guys have gone for. Spoiler alert. I've gone with Ocon. I've gone with Vokon. So he didn't get the car set up correct. He was munching for his tyres. He had to do a three stop in the race. Gasly was P7, he was P10. He and the team on his side of the garage didn't get the setup right compared to Gasly's side of the garage. He also did cause accident with Fernando in qualifying as much as he likes to claim that he didn't lose control. Like, I think what he's trying to say is that if Fernando wasn't there, it's not like he would have gone into the barrier. And I think that's true. He would have just run wide. And Fernando being there meant that he couldn't run wide. And he, in his mind, he's like, I should be able to run wide on my lap and not hit someone. But, like, come on, Esteban. That, he was, like, clutching at straws. He re- I think he really was clutching at straws at that one. Um... I mean, look, I don't I don't get too much on him for blaming him in the moment, blaming Fernando in the moment, right? Because you're in the car, you're, you know, adrenaline's higher, right? Ocon blaming Fernando in that moment. I, I'm not going to criticise him too much for that. It's more the doubling down afterwards and being, n- no, like, it, it was Fernando's fault. Like, come on, come on. We, we've all got the receipts. I didn't lose the car, well, you you were out. You were somewhat out of control of that car. If you were fully in control of that car, you wouldn't have gone as wide as you did. And yes, Fernando could have given more space. And Fernando turning left down doesn't look great. Again, it's he's probably is assuming that Ocon's going to shoot past and then he can turn in behind Esteban. Obviously, Hamilton was on a quick lap behind Ocon as well. Um, and and Fernando could. And in hindsight, should have given a bit more leeway and room on a corner like that. That's full throttle. You know, you, Ocon didn't lose it massively. It's not like he spun. Like he was, he was, he had a correction and then ran a bit wide. And then you know, Fernando was there, right? And arguably, you think, well, but then you're going to get that all the time. I mean, Sergeant was literally talking about that post race. Like he was like, no one's giving me space. So I'm sure there could have been. If Sergeant had had a bit of a tank slapper, he probably would have hit someone as well so it's a, yeah wrong place wrong time it, it is it was a convergence of, of just bad luck but ultimately it's on Ocon he had a stinker race relative to Pierre yeah you know what like by like mid-season they were pretty but Ocon's been a bit stinky actually and you know i got a lot of time for Ocon. you know you know I like him you know I like him but he's actually been a bit stinky these last few races, and um, yeah, it's not it's not looking too good, Brev. I mean, Pierre's definitely got the upper hand, absolutely, 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 um, right now for sure, no doubt. Ocon runs hot and cold very often. Yeah, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. He's not a consistent enough driver to really be considered right up there, you know. Unfortunately, you know, I've got, I, I think on his day, you know, look at Monaco, Monaco earlier this year, stonking drive around arguably the most challenging track in F1, but he's not, he's not at the races often enough, Esteban. You know, sad to say, I'd say the same about Yuki as well. To be honest, that like, they're two of my favourite drivers, but they just lack consistency top drivers really established and you look at how you know consistent the likes of Verstappen and Alonso and a lot of these drivers are like no it's 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 a shame it's a shame so that's my clang I've given it to Ocon you've given it to George Russell 32% of the vote 17% Hamilton 12% Leclerc 10% Magnussen um, yeah uh, George it's just a bit harsh on George Perhaps I mean obviously in the sprint he did a better job than Lewis he held on to the tires more and he, he finished quite considerably higher in the race obviously it was a it was a difficult situation right George felt he was faster than Lewis but also he seems quite you know intent on playing the team game but then Mercedes didn't really know what game they wanted to play um yeah Alcon's not even in the top four which was actually a bit mad to me but there you go um yeah I don't know I, I think obviously George actually retired in the end I think he had it was a oil pressure thing I think or like high temperature oil or something um so they retired the car before it broke basically and he was running out of the points anyway so no point he was moving backwards and he was p11 at the time um Eh, maybe he pushed too hard on the tyres trying to keep up with Lewis. Maybe that's what ultimately resulted in his downfall relative to Lewis before the retirement anyway. Oil temp, that's it, yeah. Um, maybe, maybe. I mean, 32% is, is a pretty resounding vote, to be fair. Hamilton 17. I yeah, Obviously, that Mercedes car was just not up to the races yesterday. Leclerc 12, I mean, that's a Ferrari L, isn't it? Uh, Magnussen, 10%. He did cause that accident, but also it's three wide, so I can't really blame him too much. It's one of them, you know, everyone's so close together. Maybe he, should he, should he be assuming there's someone on the outside of Nico Hulkenberg when he's deciding to drive across? Maybe. You know, Alex just kind of wrong place, wrong time. But those things happen, really. Dan, you broke your arm yesterday, mate. How do you manage that? All right. Well, everyone give some love to Daniel in the chat, all right? He broke his arm yesterday. Shocker. Shocker. So they're your bangers and and drive wise. What about team? I mean, it's Aston Martin, isn't it? I've given it to Aston Martin. You've given it to Aston Martin. 81% of you gave it to Aston Martin. 27% Ferrari. Twenty-seven? No, 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 no. I must have got that wrong. I must have got that wrong. There's no way twenty-seven percent of you gave. No, 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 no. I've, 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 def- I've definitely got this wrong. It's, it's yet another. It's yet another Lomo moment. Yeah, it. Uh, the graphics wrong. The graphics wrong. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh for God's sake. I'm not I'm not on my job today, am I? I'm not on my job today. Oh, this is gonna be really awkward to like export as well, right? So 81% gave it to Aston Martin. 12.3% to be precise gave it to Red Bull. And then 3% of you gave it to alpha towry which is a shout actually cuz again ricardo was they were definitely both on pace for points and then 2% of you gave it to McLaren. ah Lom- lomo's in chat please please drop a drop a lomo in chat please everyone thank you i probably caught up the no i haven't caught up the last one definitely not i i know that but i just i just forgot to update the Anyway, <laughs> Aston Martin, Aston Martin, Aston. What's what's the opposite? You know, we've got the, obviously the slander name for Aston Martin is Aston Fartin. Does Minton do your now No, he'd do a better job, Seamus, He'd do a better job. Um, what's the what's the what's the uh, prop name for Aston Martin? Right, the no sl- to- Lomo merch. Imagine. <laughs> Lomo merch Fasten Mas Mas Fasten Fasten Martin Obviously I say fast Because That's where I'm from Claston Or Claston Yeah Because I have to I have to kind of pronounce it like Aston doesn't I say so, Claston Martin Fasten Martin yeah, and It's not awful Martin it's, it's a great day Astonishing Martin But <laughs> <laughs> Gaston Martin, yeah, I think fast, f- f- mm. f- fast and fantastic Martin. Yeah, no, there's, there's some good one. F- Aston Sig Martin. <laughs> Look, they were good. None of us saw it coming. Hopefully, they understand why. Because the more teams up there fighting Red Bull next year, hopefully, which still seems a way off, but who knows, right? Aston fasting. There you go. There's, there's, there's some there's some good prop names for Aston Martin. They they deserve it it's been it's been a it's been a minute it's been a minute of uh, of struggle and pain for for the for the green people Aston Martin um, and then finally, Klanger team. It's Mercedes. You also said Mercedes sixty four percent of the vote twenty six percent Alpha Romeo. Probably the... Well, they both retired. So Alfa Romeo was technically the clangingest clanger, but Mercedes. Mercedes. Oh, thank you, Charmander, for gifting Maximilian a membership. Very kind of you. £2 a month game. Yeah, Alfa aren't surprising, and they were running out of points anyway. Mercedes... That was, their car was set up like Lando's car was set up at Spa, but they had no corner performance. (laughs) That's the thing. Lando was able to save that because he was so quick through the corners. So his one lap pace was good. So when he was in clean air, he was all right. Mercedes was slow everywhere. So yeah, Um, they can't set up a car when they've only got one practice session, which is a big L. Um, There is no L in Mercedes, but there should be. What, yeah, well, what, come on, what's slander name for Mercedes? Masa- Mercedes? Mercedes? That's, wow, that's a lot. Um, new Mercedes class just drops, the L class. <laughs> the L class Mercedes. I like that default, actually. I like that. The Mercedes L class. The Mercedes L class. Mercedes? Mercedes is quite good. Mid L Mercedes, I think they were a bit un- low than mid yesterday, though um still got points in both races i mean technically andrew technically yes but i mean if rebel got you know one point in the sprint and one point in the race it wouldn't be a you know an achievement would it mercedes l-class yeah i think i think we're gonna take that i think we're gonna take that right um hang on i, I wanna i wanna <laughs> who's, who's who said it Who who came up with it hang on let me find let me find you in chat let me find you in chat who, who said it first. Mercedes L class. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Where where The Memphis, that is. Yeah, Defon. 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 Shout out Defon. D F O N. Give Defon some love. Mercedes L class. Let's make it a thing. Let's make it a thing. All right. <laughs> well done, Defon. Thank you, guys. <laughs> uh, 64% of you agreed, though. Man, nah, that will look, look. Let's get into the full debrief team by team, starting with awful Romeo. Awful Romeo back again, back again to their finest awfulness for oh, this team. Man, Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, next Alpha Tauri. Um, Sonoda did make a couple of mistakes in race. Ricardo was very quick race, pace wise. That is a that rule stinks, doesn't it? The fact that Riccardo and Piastri had to start from the pit lane and then they were a whole lap down. They put them a lap down. Like, come on, man. Uh, come on. Come on, FIA. That was just... That was a stinky choice. Especially as then they both copped the damage from no fault of their own as well. They were just well unlucky. And then they just put a lap down for no reason. They fixed the car... Did the outlap and then they just had to come into the pits. And I was like, okay, all right, if you want to make him do a pit lane restart, fine. All right. All right. Make them start from the back. They've had to change rear wings and do significant changes to the car outside of part Ferme stuff. Like, all right, cool. Let them start from the pit lane. Fine. Don't put them a lap down. You just ruined any opportunity for Ricardo to have a good race through the field. Or same for Piastri as well. It would have been harder for Piastri because he still seemed to have um Damage to parts of the oh, what was it? I mean, Ted was talking about it post race part part of the car was still damaged that so they couldn't they could fully fix everything. Um, but Ricardo was flying, flying. It's just uh, I don't know stinky decision, but bodes well for Tauri. I like to think that Ricardo. I mean, he put the third quickest lap um, of the race in as well behind Lando and Max. I like to think that, as much as the result wasn't great, this was a very good drive from Ricardo, given the situation. Um, given the situation, so that was uh, that 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 was that was a stinky choice. That was a stinky choice. There was a safety car lap they didn't do, so at least it's not completely unreasonable. Well, that obviously must have been why, like to the letter of the law. But it's one of them, isn't it? it's just like following it to the law of with no like real advantage being you know had right if anything you could argue well all right, if they didn't do the lap behind the safety car then they're carrying a bit more fuel like a bit too much fuel more fuel than they need like, i don't know It just it's one of them in it it's I, I i get i get there's there's rules that need to be there but in an instance like this it just kind of robbed of an opportunity right for no real reason for no real reason. it's the FI's fault for not doing the red flag straight away? Yeah, I mean, it did take a... It, that red flag was long as well, wasn't it? It was a long red flag. So, you got to think, like, why did it take as long as... Like, what extra information did they not have when they dropped the safety car that they did have when they dropped the red, red flag? Because you could see the tyre barrier was actually quite significantly, even, even just that first shot where you can see Magnussen. Um, and then... Obviously it pans to album. That tire barrier is properly messed up. Was it 26 minutes? Damn. Twenty-six minutes. But yeah, Ricardo's all, I mean, he was quicker than Yuki. Yeah, he, he had better race pace than Yuki, but also Yuki, yeah, you know, Daniel was in clean air like the whole race. So hard to know for sure. Um where Yuki would have been in in but I reckon look, I said this when Ricardo jumped in the car. I, I expect Ricardo to be a bit faster than Sonoda. I think he should be. Um Yeah, that tyre, that tyre caused absolute chaos, absolute chaos, and look, seven points to Williams, we're going to do the poll now, right, we're going to reload the poll, Um, will two races to go, will Alpha Tauri catch Williams? Let me know, what do you think? Will they catch Williams? Two to go, seven points, no sprints. So obviously, P6 is eight points. P6 is eight points. P7 is six points. P8 is four points. P9 is two. P10 is one. So look, the Alpha Towers are quicker than the Williams right now, generally speaking. Maybe in Vegas, it's going to be very cold, lots of straight lines. Williams should be quick on paper in Vegas, but then also Williams should have been slow in Zavoort, and they weren't with Alex anyway, even with Logan man, he was all right um So, I don't know sixty seven percent of you are thinking yes, and you know what like if I had to put money on it now and yeah, there's only two to go, and you've got to look at the the, the two packages right now alpha is is clear. he's mad that they were you know so bad for so long this year. But a driver like Ricardo, with his experience and his tenacity as well, like 66% of you are saying yes, 34% of you are saying no. I would have to put money on Alpha Tauri right now. I would. You've got two drivers as well up there as well, scoring points. I mean, Yuki's been doing the heavy lifting points wise, really. Um it's 13 this season. And uh obviously Daniel's not been in the car for that long, but Yuki's still. As much as he's not as reliable, I think, as Daniel Ricciardo, he's still getting, the point. he's still picked up. How many did he get this weekend? Was it five this weekend you got? Can't even remember. Well, you got, uh, my head's gone. My head's scrambled. Yeah, it was five. Okay, cool. Thank you, Herbert, for confirming my suspicions. it's correct right Alpine um yeah like they were quicker than the Mercedes in the race See, particularly in the hands of of Gasly um Ocon did do a three stop which obviously didn't help his pursuit for points and Gasly very very good race very good race very good race from Pierre Gasly um yeah you know what like Ocon needs to step this up because Gasly's starting to, starting to take a bit of command in this team. It's, still, well, it's 12-8 head-to-head in qualifying in favour of Gasly. And, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of what, what could have been moments. And, you know, Ocon has struggled more with reliability. has had three technical reliability DNFs this year. Gasly's not had any... Um, I think Ocon's had, like, seven DNFs overall. Gasly's had, like, I think Gasly's still had, like, four or five, I think. Um, But Gasly has definitely been the better driver of the two this year. And I think in these last few races, he's really started to... If anything, it's, like, it's more Ocon just kind of letting himself down a bit. Which is, um, yeah, seven DNFs. He's had, like, way more than anyone else. So karma for last year, yeah. Well maybe it's roll Ocon got Fernando's car from last year. Pierre got Ocon's car from this year. And from last year as well. So yeah. Look, I they're just kind of in nowhere, aren't they? They're just in in, in no man's land, Alpine. Just test the car. Try and be less mid next year. Cause like, I'd love to see Alpine at the front. I'd love to see Gasly and Ocon with a chance in a in a in a top car, but yeah, if McLaren can do it, what's what's Alpine's excuse? If Aston Martin can do it, what's Alpine's excuse? You know, Alpine were clear of both of them last year. You know? It's just uh because I, I really like I like the team. They're they're one of they're one of my more favoured teams, the endstone based team. I like I like the history. I love the old Renault that Alonso was in. That was one of my favourite F1 cars of all time. The old Benetton. You know what I mean? The old Lotus with Kimi and Grosjean at the wheel, man. It's good. It's fun. I I like the team, but yeah, maybe it is the engine. Maybe it is the engine. (sighs) Renault engines, eh? Red Bull know know how to get burnt by Renault engines, and now they're just burning themselves. But there you go. Not much more to say on them, but well done, Pierre Gasly. Well done, Pierre Gasly. Great drive from the boy from... Rouen, yeah, it's from Rouen, isn't it? And Esteban's from Evro. Uh Aston Martin. Who saw that coming, eh? Why do we think, chat? Why do we think Aston turned this around? What's what's uh, what's the what's the prevailing thought as to why this was such a good weekend for Aston Martin? Um, because it, it from from where. From my understanding, yeah, so the. We've talked about this a lot this year, right? Were Aston Martin's upgrades just kind of side grades? Were they downgrades? Or were they still upgrades, but everyone else was upgrading quicker? And reverting to type has paid dividends here. So they've gone to an older spec. They made a good choice in qualifying. But still, for Fernando to finish where he did, you know, even without, even just with a normal Q3 and then being like P8, P9, they would have still made, you know, made steps forward. So, So, yeah, exactly. Like, this confirms that actually their upgrades actually made the car worse because they've reverted back to type and all of a sudden they're cooking that it was a good result but the fact that that is the case is a howler i'm not going to lie like they've just confirmed to the world that these upgrades that they've been working on and you know they've had them well i mean did what what spec did they revert to because obviously canada they bought upgrades in Canada didn't they and they still had a good race in Canada but then after that it started to slip it was after Canada where it started to slip and it's like that's concerning that is like again especially given what McLaren have done you know since Lando got his upgrade in Austin he's finished on the podium nine times including sprints two two sprint podiums seven regular podiums six times P2 on the regular podium. One time P2 on the sprint podium. Which, yeah. They clearly don't understand the car. Which is... Yeah, howler is bad. Howler is a bad thing. <laughs> There's another bit of British slang for you. If you've had a howler. You've had a stinker. You've had a clanger. It, it's basically another word for clanger. Right? Howler. Go see, look. I'm spreading the... Uh, I'm spreading the doctrine of... Uh, I don't know even what you call that, just British slang. Yeah, look, I. This is a good result in isolation for Aston Martin, but this does highlight that they've spent a lot of time doing stuff that hasn't actually taken performance off the car. Um. Yeah, I. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not getting too excited about this for that reason. I guess, right? Because they have to make a step forward at some point because, yeah, with this old spec, they were third quickest car yesterday. But they have to upgrade at some point and put all that time into those upgrades. And uh, look, maybe, you know, you you learn most from your mistakes, right? And hopefully Aston Martin, because clearly whatever upgrade they brought in Austin, particularly, and just the upgrades generally they brought this season, have been mistakes. So it's like, I hope they can learn from them. I really do, because otherwise, there is no trajectory. There's no, you can't just stick with this car forever, because it will just go backwards, eventually. Um, But yeah, it's uh, concerning, but kind of good in the moment. A bit of both. Hard to say. And yeah, Lance, you know what? Credit to Lance. Credit to Lance. He's, he's got a good performance in him. He does. We just don't see it anywhere near often enough. We just do not see it anywhere near often enough. And... Um, yeah, look, I mean, considering the, the, the stick he's been getting recently, and, and rightly so, a lot of it, you know, I, th- I think that... I just don't, I, I have no idea. I have no idea where this car's going to be next year. I, I would say I'm even more unsure about Aston Martin than I am Mercedes. So where do we think, chat? Where where, where where Aston Martin are going to finish next season than constructors? Because I ain't got a scooby. I ain't got a scooby Um Anyway, next. Three, four, five, behind Alpine, seven, five, three, five, Yeah, you lot ain't got a clue either. Ferrari, um, so it was some kind of, I think, electronic issue that then caused the hydraulics to cut out. So his power steering went. That's my understanding, right, Of, um, of Charles' issue. From P2, great job in qualifying, but how can I be so unlucky? Because you race for Ferrari, my friend. Shaw uh, asked the question and that kind of is the answer as far as I'm concerned uh, Science's pace was I mean we didn't really see Science all race he just kind of sat there in what P7 in the end and uh, I can't imagine Shaw would have done much better I think he would have finished you know he would have finished behind Alonso he would have finished behind Perez um, probably would have finished behind Stroll Probably. Maybe not, but I, th- I think P5 is probably the best he could have done. More likely P6 if it had stayed in that race. Ferrari, it, there seems to only be one team that actually understands their car as much as Red Bull, or at least close to Red Bull. Because Ferrari, hit and miss. Who knows, every weekend. Mercedes hit and miss every weekend. Aston Martin have been very missed recently and then just hit when they revert to to type. Crazy. McLaren with Norris are the only consistent, have been anywhere near consistency of uh, of Red Bull as of late, which is bodes well for them for next year, but bode, does not bode well for a multi-team fight at the front. It bodes well for McLaren to be, you know, it wouldn't shock me if McLaren almost fit that Red Bull um, position where Red Bull were like 2018, where they're like they can't challenge Mercedes at the front, but also they're clear of the rest. You know that seems to be the trajectory McLaren are on right now. I think I think next year is too much to to expect them to to fight for a championship. They can win races next year, I think McLaren, but but to fight for a championship, that consistency, Red Bull still. Whew. Damn. But yeah, Ferrari. Nothing to say beyond what I've already said. Stink. Hass, Stink. Magnussen squeezed his teammate into Albon three wide and then ended up getting wiped out because of that. He was kind of the master of his own downfall. Again, I can't really blame him too much for it because, you know, you, it's three wide, like these cars only have so much visibility, um, but he was the one at, one responsible and the Haas were just, they tried the mediums in the sprint, didn't they? Because they were so scared of their softs falling off and they were just nowhere. Hulkenberg, nowhere. Behind, behind Sargent, you know, comfortably behind Sargent in the end as well. Um, yeah, Magnussen's having a bit of a stink this year, is it? And Haas are just terrible. And apparently Haas have been saying that, um, I saw a couple of reports suggesting that Haas don't really know where they're going with next year's car either. So that's great. That's great. Another year of Haas being trash. Trash? Trash? Yeah. Not so much McLaren though. Oh, Lando. Oh, Lando. Lando, Lando, Lando. He He gave us that little bit of hope, didn't he? that there was going to be some kind of fight. We got we got it we got it a little bit. Max, you know, he said didn't he after the sprint he was like the cookie that drag Lando along. Um yeah, look look Lando did an unreal job. Um he great start as well. Great start, really good start. Obviously with without Leclerc there, there was a lot of space for Lando to drive into, but he got the jump on Alonso and Stroll. Um really good start. And yeah, closed it out, closed it out. I mean, qualifying qualifying was a bit of a shame, um, but obviously there was a lot of factors that went into, into why Lando qualified where he did, um, but came out P2 at the end of the day. Gave it as, as good a go as he could have. Again, eight seconds or so behind Max after a full 71 lap race. That should give McLaren... Um, some some confidence that they're certainly on in the right direction and, and Stella's talked about a lot more upgrades to come. Again, McLaren have upgraded their car clearly. They've made their car quicker. So their upgrades are upgrades. Let's hope from a championship point of view, they continue to upgrade the car and not just side grade it. And yeah, Piastri, super unlucky to cop the damage he did. Um... But there was extra damage for Piastri as well. He had floor damage, which they were able to repair, but there was some other damage, and obviously rear wing, but then there was some other damage that they couldn't repair. So, yeah, it was just a bit of a glorified testing session for Oscar. Um, Just try and make the most of the mileage that you can get at the end of the year. There's not really anything to fight for, is there? Um, At least in, in that race, there wasn't for Oscar. Just hope for a safety car, but... Again, that he got kind of stiffed by the same rule that Ricardo got stiffed by, which was a bit of a shame in the end. Um, But yeah, at least Lando, yeah, kind of had to make work, Max, work for this one, Lily. Think about it at least, you know. But he's driving the absolute skin off that car, is not he? Lando is. Ooh, (laughs) Aussies racing in their own time zone. I like that. I like that, Charmander. And yeah, another P2 to add to his growing list of P2s. His win will come. It is only a matter of time. Can't, same can't be said for Mercedes. God, it does feel like... Uh, yes, it's one race. I guess they were good in Mexico. But... That's bad. It's, it's like... When they do badly, Mercedes, Toto and Lewis in particular... Are very down. The Mercedes L Class is um, is L- <laughs> oh dear. It's uh, what inexcusable. I think Toto called this. I mean, look, it's words. He said this before. Like you just got, you just got to put the work in. You just got to put put the work in. Mercedes. You stop with a flawed concept for too long new chassis next year sort out your pit stops man like come on car doesn't deserve a win it's it's just it's it's just a team like mercedes as well right this fall this fall from grace right has been pretty again yes lewis is p3 in the driver's championship right but that car's on such a knife edge it always it always has been they get it right they're great but when they get it wrong they get it wrong they get it wrong and they got it wrong here strategy's poor pit stops are poor drivers are squabbling there's no communication there that there just isn't yeah it's 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 a frustrating team to to watch it's a frustrating team. I mean, they, they literally did a Ferrari. And when George asked, like, what are we doing? They were like, we are discussing. We are discussing. That's a Ferrari. We are checking. We are checking. We are discussing. That is the, that is the English version. That is the British version of we are checking. Mercedes dropped a Ferrari. They caught with the Ferrari virus. They did. Honestly. Honestly, Mercedes, not good enough. Not good enough. Going to do a full debrief tomorrow on the Tomo YouTube channel. So be ready tomorrow because we're going to get into it. We are going to get into it. As for Red Bull though, you know what? Perez, what do we make of Perez's race actually? Obviously Verstappen, you know, pole win, You know, held off Lando when he needed to, got the race win. 17 this year. It goes without saying. He's having a phenomenal season, one of the greatest seasons of all time. Um, He's doing an incredible job with an incredible race team, with an incredible car and an incredible driver at the wheel. It's just, it's just ticking all the boxes. But what we're saying about Perez, I think that obviously he recovered from P9. He was very unlucky in qualifying because his lap was on for at least a, a top three, I think. Um, his lap was was very good up to that point, but Piastri went wide, then brought the yellow flag, so then Checo had to slow down, and he only got P9 in the end. Um, good start from Perez as well. You know, did what he needed to do, turn the slump around, quite good this weekend, should have been third minimum. Um, P3, P4, decent from Perez, decent race, average race. Look, again, I think relative to his recent form, this was this was definitely a, a better race. Again, look, look, Mexico qualifying was decent and then obviously he just went full send at the start and, and messed it up. But Alonso, uh, look, Perez really should have got P3, shouldn't he? Like, he was obviously the quicker car to get the move done and then Fernando to get you back as well. And look, Perez, Perez you know, takes two to tango. Alonso and Checo demonstrated great racecraft. The two of them, um, I do. Uh, Checo should have got P three. He should have got P three, and he was thirty plus seconds off his teammate. The, the, these are these are not untruths. Um, yeah, I think that it was a it was an oh it was an all right drive. It was an all right drive, but to finish behind Fernando. You know, the, even the like if 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 Checo had pipped Fernando, like should he be pipping the Aston Martin at the end? When so like what Leclerc started ahead of him retired, you know you got to think Ricardo would have been up there. Obviously he retired, but he was starting at the back. So I don't know. It was all right, I suppose. It was all right. But well, I can't, I can't, it would, it would be disingenuous to give too much plaudits for what was, you know, relative to Max, say, a big gap, you know, yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think I've kind of summarized my thoughts on Checo's race there, but okay, okay, if he can get podiums last couple of races, he's giving himself a good chance to that seat next year, Um, thank you Leslie for the 11.99 thank you very much Leslie very kind of you I'll keep advocating that Perez when he's doing well he's getting everything out of that red Bull. Max is just Max and I feel like he deserves more credit for it same with Norris at McLaren Perez when he's doing well he's getting everything out of that red ball Um, well I mean you could say that at the start of the year because the thing is at the start of the year not only was he you know he won two of the first four races obviously yes Max Saudi had to take that um he had that issue didn't he in qualifying so it was it's only really Baku where where Checo has outpaced and beaten Max this season and stayed ahead and thank you Seamus for gifting five memberships go on very really kind of you um but apart from Baku where like outside of Baku and Saudi those two wins and again, those two P2s in the first four races. You know, Checo wasn't just close to Max. He was clear of everyone else. But again, McLaren weren't in the conversation. You know, Ferrari, Mercedes, Aston Martin. Obviously, Alonso was up there in the Aston. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I think if if Checo could continue that level of performance relative to the whole field, not just to Max, but relative to everyone... You know, just keep picking up podiums. I mean they just the lack of podiums this year is is so stark. It's crazy. It is so stark. Um yeah exactly you got you got when you're a member you got you got green green name and you don't have the uh the chat timer as well. Buzz him. Thank you Seamus very kind of you very kind of you indeed. Um but yeah and then finally Williams. I don't know why we've ended on Williams because there's nothing ready to say because Alex retired straight away. Logan um, was outside the points, and in the sprint it was pretty rubbish as well. So yeah, not much more to say on that. I think we're about done, everyone. Um, is there is there anything else to touch on? Um, Log- Logie points would have been nice, but nah. I think I think Logan will keep the seat. I do I do think Logan will keep the seat do you think yeah I guess we'll do we'll do another um let's do another Checo Ricardo poll. who's getting the 2024 Red Bull seats Checo Ricardo Keep a running running tally of this as we go through the last two races TV direction. Oh, the mgk interview oh god <laughs> who's telling martin to talk to him like it's just awful it's it's so bad and i mean mgk was just being an absolute knobhead exactly as you said it bailey knob um oh god it's just, it's just painful at times. This sport is just a bit of a, a bit of a joke sometimes. Right, sixty-five percent of you are thinking Checo currently. Thirty-five percent of you are thinking Ricardo. <sighs> oh, oh, does anyone else get a yawn there? That's a bit psychosomatic. Um, who is MGK? I wouldn't worry, um, girl, weeb. I would not worry. I would not look, bother looking that up. Um, it was just painful. Yeah, sixty five percent. So most of you still think Checo keeps the seat. Again, look, I, I think a lot of it is a lot of it is is going to be down to those sponsors. You know, those sponsors that Checo brings to the team that are prominent on that car as well. That come from, you know, come via Checo into that team. You know, it's um, that's going to be pivotal in that decision because Daniel just doesn't have that support from a commercial point of view. He's a very, like, you could argue Daniel's the more popular driver around the world, almost certainly, I think. Obviously, Checo's got an absolute, you know, that Latin American fan base, he's all over it. But I think that Daniel brings eyeballs for sure. Checo brings direct money into the team's pocket. So kind of which way you want to go there. Hard to say. I've been saying Daniel since he got back into that Red Bull family and I'm still going to say Daniel. I still think, I think Daniel had a very good race yesterday in terms of pace, you know, that can't be ignored and Red Bull won't be ignoring that either. But also it's important that, you know, if, if if Red Bull were going to say bye-bye to Checo and goodbye to all of that sponsor money, that they're not just getting a like-for-like like, and they are actually getting a, you know, uh, they're, they're improving their situation. You know, that's that's important. Does Red Bull need eyeballs? Oh, the more eyeballs, the better, Salmon. The more eyeballs, the better. The more Red, Daniel can represent Red Bull and get Red Bull into the hearts and minds and souls of people around the world, the better. Red Bull, big, big, big company Red Bull, you know, they're going to be happy with that, but Checo shifts a lot of merch, Checo shifts a lot of merch, so, yeah, and again, it's like, Red Bull, yeah, Red Bull, GmbH don't need the money, but Red Bull Racing, you know, they want to operate at a profit, they don't want to, they, they want to be a, an entity that, you know, Red Bull, big big Red Bull can just, you know, make money on, basically. Um, you don't want to be a drain. It's like, that's why I worry about Twitch with Amazon because Twitch is a drain. Twitch doesn't make money for Amazon. So how much longer do Amazon keep funding that? Because one day they might not want to lose money anymore. Um yeah, TV direction. Oh, it's just banging the old same drum, in out. I've got not got much more to say on the TV direction. Um, sprints. Uh, sprints this year. You know what? They've been talking about changes. Um, so, the suggested changes I've seen is that they're going to move. So, sprint quality will be Friday evening, or Friday afternoon instead of normal quality. And then the sprint race will be Saturday morning so then the sprints all done by the end of Saturday morning and then they'll have normal quality Saturday afternoon and then the race Sunday which um which i think i think was uh i i think would be better oh and also more importantly opening up park ferme after the sprint race i think that's a no brainer Because then it makes the sprints less of a spoiler potentially because you can actually change the setup of your car. And as we've seen many a time this year, be that Singapore Red Bull, be that Mercedes in Interlagos, setup can make or break your weekend completely. I mean, Mercedes were slower than Alpine this weekend. They were the second quickest car last weekend. So yeah, I think, um, I think, I think Park Ferme has a big role to play in improving the sprint, in my opinion, in my opinion, because then it's less of a, yeah, less of a spoiler, thank you Benji for the two quid as well, decent race, man you win, West Ham lose, nice, thank you for that Benji, very kind of you, very kind Benji, very kind. (sighs) I, I, I didn't even really celebrate us beating Arsenal because I was just like, this is just a cup game. We're just going to... I'm so anxious about us just surviving in the Premier League that I... You know, that that's that's my number one focus because I just know what we're like. I just know what we're like. Backhanded... I know, right? Thank you again, Leslie, by the way, for the 599. Proposal Friday, FP1 and 2 Saturday. Race, quali and reverse grid sprint Sunday race. FP1 and 2 Saturday... Race quality. Reverse race grid sprint. Sunday race. Mm. Mm, I don't... See, I, I, I'm i not against the whole idea of, of less practice. Because I do think that they have too much practice. I, I, I think the teams have too much practice. For sure. Like, at any given weekend. Maybe more... Um, I think testing is obviously different to practice because with practice you're setting up for a specific track. I think testing, you know, obviously uh, start of season testing around Bahrain, like that's uh, a bit of a different conversation. But yeah, I I, th- I think I think the mo- the the park Fermi moving is the main thing for me. I mean, you could just shorten the weekends entirely. Just turn up on a Friday. Um, Saturday morning, FP1, Saturday afternoon, qualifying, Sunday race, and then just have more races. That's what Craig Slater suggested. Um, But obviously then the tracks are getting... You know, the tracks aren't going to have the same... The tracks aren't going to be up for that because they're losing Fridays Um, in terms of ticket sales and all that, so... That'd be a long shot. Look, we'll see with the sprints. For me, it's it's about making the best of it because they're not they're not going to get rid of the sprints. Um, and fundamentally, as much as me as you know, for me personally, I'll I you know I stick the practice on in the background on a Friday. You know, I watch it passively. Um, you know, quality Saturdays. It's kind of what I'm used to. But I, I, I don't mind change as long as it, I think, makes the, the product more entertaining, more exciting, more interesting to watch. You know, we only have, we we say 24 races is a lot, right? Which it is relative to Red Bull, but relative to other sports, it's not a lot at all. That's 24 weekends all year, 24 events all year. That's it, that's it. So it's like, if we can squeeze more racing, out of each Grand Prix but it needs to be good it needs to add to the show and I think the sprints as they are right now do not even though the sprint yesterday was well the sprint Saturday was better than the race I thought Um, yeah I I think there's still work to be done but I'm I'm confident it will get better it will never appease everyone of course because everyone's got an opinion everyone's entitled to one but yeah, logistically it would be a bit of a nightmare for sure. That's a low bar to be fair. <laughs> right, cool. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. I'm gonna go grab Minton. One more time for all you YouTube viewers. Come on, buddy. I know you're very tired because you sleep all the time. He was on the last lap with us yesterday actually, aren't you? You're very good. He's very settled. Look at his look little... he looks like he's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> you're so sleepy well thank you everyone for, for joining me for the post race um, chinwag for the 2023 Sao Paulo Grand Prix pleasure as always and new videos should be out tomorrow I'm going to crack on with that now and yeah it's been fun, don't forget to check out this on Spotify Apple Podcasts which I will be uploading straight afterwards and like the stream if you're here on YouTube five stars on audio only, and yeah, keep an eye on your subscription boxes, your YouTube home pages tomorrow, for a new Tom upload, Tomo upload, um, mint and me feature, but look at, look at how tired he is, look at how sleepy he is, right, cheers everyone, stay safe, be well, be happy, thank you to all the super chatters as well, very kind, Leslie Benji, um Seamus as well for the Donos, Pitlane Pulse, Rohith. Um Matthew, big up. You're too kind of, mate with a five AUD Aussie dollars. Um thank you everyone. Goodbye.